So we just wanted to say a disclaimer real quick. Yeah, before we get into the episode. So we're talking about murder mm-hmm. um, and some slightly graphic information. So that's just the first thing. If you're not interested, we are not going to be offended if you don't listen. Yeah, like, please. click off. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that, like, kind of coping, I guess. Like, Paige and I making jokes okay yeah we're we're making jokes in this so if if you don't like that if you don't think that like joking about and having dark humor is good and you can't joke about murder then also click off because like we get it it's not for everybody mm-hmm. um we don't mean to offend it's, it's a way to yeah. process the information is making jokes okay yeah so we just wanted to say that right now we're aware, we are aware of the weight of mm-hmm. everything that we're talking we about. We don't think it's funny. We we don't think it's lighthearted. No. But we are making jokes. Yes. And our hearts go out to anybody who has been a victim of anything similar to what we've discussed in here. Um, so, anyway, we're getting on to the episode now. Just wanted to pop in and say, like... You're forewarned. Mm-hmm. And you are... have been warned. Here you go. Enjoy the episode. I'm Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Alex. I'm Paige. And you're listening to The, the Truth Sleuths. Today, I am in charge. I have the iPad. And we are doing an episode on H.H. Holmes, who is one of America's first serial killers. Um, this episode idea comes from Dawn. She was on our podcast last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in June, uh, it's called Special Guest Dawn. You should all go listen to it. Um, but she's one of our, if not, actually, no, she is our biggest fan outside of our family members. And uh, she is, I think, the only person so far to have used our email. So we really, really appreciate getting the emails. So that way it's not just all the spam coming through. Um, but this is one thing that she had suggested um we are fans of a podcast well i mean i still actively listen i don't do you um when i can when you can um but i listen to it Paige does when she can um my mom listens to it and dawn listens to it as well i don't know how frequently dawn listens to it but we definitely have talked about it in the past um anyway it's called crime junkies they're great they've done so much I started listening when I was in high school. I think it was, like, their second year, first or second year. It was, Um, like, pretty early on. So early. And it's crazy to see how much they've grown. They have gone on to work with different police forces and work to try to get cases solved by um, doing fundraisers. And they've started a nonprofit organization to help fund... DNA testing to help get some of these cold cases solved and everything. So they do a lot of good work, um, which I hope that will grow and be able to, I mean, not the same, same way probably, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Just I, be able to like give back and, and help and help our society. Yeah. So, um, anyway, this is kind of a little homage to them, I guess. Uh, so I will be Ashley Flowers today. Paige okay. will be Brett. I will be Brett. <laughs> uh, and we're just going to jump into H.H. Holmes. So H.H. Holmes, I first learned about him when I was reading. I had to read a book for school. Um, I forget what it was, but it's one of the few books that I actually read for school. Wow. I know. All the rest, I just fake it, you know? Fake it till you make it. Uh-huh. Um, But yeah, he, it was all about uh, the Chicago World Fair back then when it was at Chicago. Um, And (laughs) he, he was, (laughs) I'm sorry, I want to say on the prowl, but (laughs) 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 it's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So, anyway, we're going to get into it now with all the, like, actual detail stuff. Um, basically, I got these two articles 
and we're gonna go off with information here because I have a lot of knowledge in my head. We don't know how much is accurate, so now we're gonna read this stuff. And these articles will be in the show notes if you would like to reference our sources. Yes, I found a .org, so you know it's legit, and then I went to a biography.com after that. So hopefully those are both legit sources. Um, and that's what we're gonna go with. So, I mean, first things first. Um, AJ Soames. <laughs> um, his name is actually Herman Webster Mudgett. Oh, okay. so great name. That. And I'm starting by reading reading from the biography. Quick facts. That's what we're gonna go through. Okay. I'm gonna just read all of their quick facts. This okay. is straight on their website. Birth year. 1861. Okay. Birth date, May 16th, 1861. <gasps> the, um, okay. <laughs> oh, Paige is... Oh. I'll say uh, we almost have the same birthday. Almost. Except Paige wasn't born in No, but, you know, I almost <laughs> had the, the same birthday as a serial killer, so yeah. that's exciting. Um. Okay, birth state, though, New Hampshire. Okay, interesting. Uh, in Gilmanton? Gilmanton? Gilmanton. Something like that. In the United States of America. To the Republic. For which it stands. No, just kidding. I, um. He's male. This is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other day. Yeah. Um, I was talking with my dad about something and it was. It was irrelevant, but it made me think and I just said, like, respectful, responsible, safe, and kind. That was our elementary school <laughs> motto after we said the pledge of allegiance we had to say like i pledge that i will be respectful responsible safe and kind i pledge to be me every single day <laughs> it reminds me of like on my honor i will try to serve god and my country help people at all times and to live by the girl scout law i don't know the law though <laughs> So, so, anyways, sorry. It's okay. So, he's a male. Great. Yes, he is male. Was male. He's Was dead. Um, I mean, he's still male. Dead. He's dead and, male. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean for, like, whatever tense I'm talking in, I'm not going to follow any rules for that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Best known for... H.H. H. Holmes was the alias of one of America's first serial killers during the 1893 Columbian Expedition. He lured victims into his elaborate murder castle. <laughs> industries? <laughs> what industries was he in? Industries? Oh, he, you know, he was just a specialist in crime and terrorism. <laughs> uh... Oh my gosh, it has this astrological sign. Oh. It's a Taurus. Are oh. you a Taurus? I am a Taurus. Oh my gosh, I'm a Virgo. Oh crap, he went to University of Michigan. Oh. So we've really moved around a lot because he was born in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. went to school in Michigan, and then he is in the Chicago, Chicago World's Fair. Wow. Guess where he died? Actually, guess where he died? Did he die in Philly? Oh, um, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, OMG. He died May. Uh, he died in 1896. Mm -hmm. And when was he born again? May. Oh, sorry. May 16th, 1861. Okay. So, so he was like 34, yeah. 5, 35. Okay. 34. Because he died May 7th. <laughs> oh, right before his birthday. Right before his birthday. Interesting facts. Ooh, he was a murderer. A.J. <laughs> Holmes was born into an affluent family and enjoyed a privileged childhood. So I just, like, <laughs> I just want to say that, like, poverty does not equal criminal tendencies as evidenced by, because I feel like that's the thing. It's like, oh, like, if we, like, reduce poverty then like we'll reduce crime which is true to some extent but also like people from which families... you'll reduce certain crime yeah like, people getting food to feed their families yeah but like who would want that rich kids become serial killers sometimes yeah. so just you know anyways in life strive to not have mommy issues and you'll be fine well because <laughs> <laughs> i'm if I remember correctly, this dude has mommy issues. 
Anyway, carry on. <laughs> no, because, wait, hold on. There is, like, the thingy, and l- let me uh, maybe look this up. The, like, what's the thingy with the pee in the bed and the fire and the killing things, you know, from serial killers? It, yeah, it, it's like a, like a... Seven thing or something. I thought it was, like, a three. Maybe it's seven. But, yeah, it, it's, like, what's killing the... animals, um, setting fires. I guess, like, fighting kids. But, yeah, there is, like, the, like... The, it's like the homicidal trio. Mm. Okay. Homicidal trio. I said, what's the serial killer thing? Oh, uh, that's... McDonald a- Triad. Um, arson, cruelty to animals. Enereasis. Huh? Yeah. E N U R E S I S. What is it? Click the link. Wikipedia. We're going on Wikipedia, guys. So don't fault me for any inaccuracy. I'm just out here spreading more lies, potentially. (laughs) Okay. Ironic where the truth sleuths. Uh, the triad links cruelty, cruelty to animals, obsession with fire setting, and present uh, no persistent bedwetting past the age of five. To violent behaviors, particularly homicidal behavior and sexually predatory behavior. Often, other studies claim to have not found statistically significant links between the triad and violent offenders. That's what Wikipedia says. Okay, so. I don't know if any of that is related to this dude. We'll find out. But I do have another fun fact. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm sorry. It says interesting fact. Holmes killed an estimated 20 to as many as 200 victims. I feel like we talked about this before with, like, serial killers. Okay, I was thinking the same thing, I think. Go ahead. Like, 20? Hold on. 20 (laughs) to 200 is, like, a big range, first of all. Like, we really... I mean, I guess it was, like... A long time ago, but like, can we really not get any more accurate than twenty to two hundred? But then also, like, twenty, like, <laughs> do better, <laughs> do better, do better. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so let me explain so we don't sound like we're cold people. It's like, okay, you hear the term serial killer, and serial killer means that you've killed like three I think people, it's, yeah, three or three, plus. three or more. But like, three, well, you could like, you could kill three people in one go. What do you mean by one go? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, like on one day. I mean, you could, but like that's a lot in one day, unless they're all three like together. But uh, so, anyways, how like how many years was he active for? Um, because like that Devil in the White City. That's the book I read. Sorry. Great. Because, like, it feels like 20 people in one year. Like, that's... That's... That's solid. solid. Yeah. But, like, if it's 20 people over, like, five years, that's, like, four a year. Like... I guess in... One every three months. In my head, right? Like, if... Yeah. Like, some of these infamous serial killers that we talk about, I'm... You know, like, you expect it to be crazy numbers and then it's like oh it was five people i'm like those five people they matter they matter they matter very much and that's like the the point is not like oh well he should have killed more people it just when you hear the word serial killer killer, and they they like are a name that everyone recognizes like you would think that they had done something even more horrendous than they already did and when they went for so long without being caught like the ones who haven't been caught it's like you just stopped you yeah. know it's good yeah. anyway um but what i was thinking is like one go is like so a family annihilator are they technically serial killers if they let's say it's a family of four yeah right i don't think so like, okay because that's what i was thinking like that like a family annihilator in my head like I don't know if I would consider them to be a serial I, killer. I feel like serial is, like, separate things. I, yeah, I think that, like, because, like, that is typically with 
within a day, I would say, like within mm-hmm. 24 hours. Like that is not multiple days or like longer. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't think that would be considered. Okay. Um, I have not seen when he was like active. So okay, here we'll get into some early life. So it does say here, and we're back to the biography one. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. So it does say that he was born into an affluent family, um, privileged childhood, which I feel like it's a little privileged. I feel like could mean either monetarily or home life, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it probably means like his parents were wealthy and That's so like yeah um so okay um looks like he was unusually intelligent and then he was showing some signs at an early age which it doesn't say what those signs were but, but we i think it was like animal cruelty stuff yeah and his interest in medicine Oh, so he would practice surgery on animals. Okay, so yeah, there's that. Um, okay, and then there's also potentially, not confirmed, um, it, he may have been responsible for the death of his friend. Oh. That friend, I don't have a name for, at least here. Let me see if my crimemuseum.org says anything. So it looks like after graduating high school at 16, I'm oh, reading wow. straight from the crime museum, um, Mudgett changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes and later in life would be known as H.H. Holmes. Holmes studied medicine at a small school in Vermont before being accepted to the University of Michigan Medical School. Oh, right. So he stole the cadavers from the library, the laboratory, not the library. <laughs> <laughs> It burned them or disfigured them and then planted the bodies, making it look as if they had been killed in an accident. But, like, weren't <laughs> they already... Here we go. The scandal Sorry. behind it was that Holmes would take out insurance policies on these people before planting the bodies and would collect money once the bodies were discovered. But weren't they already dead? Because they... they were dead at, like, donated to the school to study. And he's like, oh great idea i'm gonna take these and then make it look like they got they died (laughs) i mean this is the early 1800s so i yeah maybe they just didn't track that don't flick it at me sorry um anyway so yeah i feel like it was easier to like commit insurance which is why oh (laughs) (laughs) i mean kill people commit insurance fraud identity theft it was the 1800s and you're telling me you only killed 20 people or 200 or 200 200 200 not impressive. Terrible. Absolutely. Very terrible. <laughs> no, it's horrible. In 1884, Holmes passed his medical exams. And okay. then in 1885, he moved to Chicago. Oh, interesting. Where he got a job working at a pharmacy under the alias Dr. Henry H. Holmes. Um, so. And then when the owner of the drugstore passed away... He left his wife to take over the responsibilities of the store. Wow. I'm pretty sure he married multiple women, so that's crazy. Um, however, Holmes convinced the widow to let him buy the store. The widow... Wait, sorry. So... Oh, so, the drugstore dude who yeah, died. <laughs> yeah, the drugstore dude said, hey, you can have the store. And then H.H. Holmes was like, can I have the store? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the widow soon went missing and was never seen again. Mm. So he was like, can I have the store? And she was like, no. He was like, okay, bye. And then he's like, hey, guys, she moved to California. But it was never verified. Oh, tea. Okay. After he became the owner of the drugstore, he purchased the empty lot across the street. Okay. Um, he so oh, I guess he came from a rich family. Like so, f- now he like he owns the drugstore that he bought from the widow. Or well, I guess he didn't. If, if she said, <laughs> but but then like he's okay. He bought the land across the street. Yeah, right. Um, and then he designed the murder castle, as it has been coined, um, which is a three-story hotel. 
um, that apparently, like, the neighborhood had called the castle. And um, what he would do... Okay, so this part I do know off the top of my head from reading the book before. What he would do is he would go through and he would, like, as it was being built, hire and fire people throughout the entire process so no nobody besides him knew the schematics of the building so that way he was able to create secret passageways and all of these different things without anybody being able to catch on Mm -hmm. because nobody saw the full scope so they just knew they were working on what they were working on uh once it was all like up and everything um and running he started to place ads in the newspaper uh offering jobs for young women i'm Quoting here, uh, Holmes placed ads in newspapers offering jobs for young women and advertised the castle as a place of lodging. He also placed ads presenting himself himself as a wealthy man looking for a wife. Great. Yeah, he's like, hey ladies, I've got money. And I, I want a wife. wife. <laughs> and clearly Send me your applications. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, let's switch back to biography okay get some information on a murder castle here uh this one also says that it was rumored that he potentially killed the first owner as well the first uh, oh of the the pharmacy yes makes sense and his wife it is a, a one of the very unfortunate things about I mean, like, most serial killers, like, they are so insanely intelligent and methodical. Yeah. And, like, if only they were not murderers, like, they could have they they done so much. Yeah. Yeah, serial killers, they got brains. Um, yeah, they, and, like, it's horrifying when you think about it. Like, Israel Keys, mm-hmm. you know, that... I know okay. that name. Okay, Please. yeah. So, like, he would... Like, he would travel around the country and bury murder buckets. Oh, ah, I love the murder bucket guy. I mean, I don't. I do not. I do not. Hate this man. And it, like, it's just, buckets. like, so then when he was around and he was like, oh, yeah, I've got a murder bucket, like, around the corner there. Let me go dig it up and kill somebody. Like, just that level of planning and, like, being so organized, it's insane. It's terrifying. And it's terrifying because, like, someone could be equally as organized and methodical and everything and like invent something cool the fact that he had time to have like his full-time job his family life and then to have an entire secret life where he was putting together murder buckets hiding them around the country on his various work trips to then revisit decades or years maybe not decades, yeah, I don't think decades. years later on a completely separate trip dig it up and kill whoever the heck made sense in that moment is mind-boggling because, because, like, in that, like, because that is a little bit illogical. Like, it's not like, okay, I've been planning and this is the person who I'm going to kill. It's like, oh, well, you're the person who lives in the house where my murder bucket's in your front yard, so I you're guess dead. you're up. That's, that's, that's what's, that's like, what's one so of the most terrifying things with serial killers. There is no is logic. if there's ones who just kill to kill. Yeah. That's, I think, the, the thing with serial killers, right? Because, like, statistically... I'm talking with no statistics to back me up. With no actual research. But um, that, like, killers usually kill people they know or are close to or something like that, right? Like, but then a lot of serial killers that we talk about, um, not on the podcast, of course, because we don't talk about serial killers on the podcast except for right now. But you know what I mean? Like, it's that they kill to kill not kill with other motivation motivation yeah yeah their motivation is murder murder anyways yes so so he had his he has has the the murder castle and he's building it and he also wants a wife okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. going back to our lovely friend crime museum all right the two upper floor levels contained home's office and over 100 rooms that were used as living quarters some of these rooms were soundproof and contained gas lines so that Holmes could asphyxiate his guests whenever he felt like it. Throughout the building, there were trap doors, 
peepholes, stairways that led nowhere, and chutes that led into the basement. The, la the basement was designed as Holmes' own lab. It had a dissecting table, stretching rack, and crematory. Sometimes he would send the bodies down the chute, dis dissect, dissect them, strip them of flesh, and sell them as human skeleton models to medical schools. In other cases, he would choose to cremate or place the bodies into pits of acid. Mmm, that's lovely. This man is straight out of a movie. Yeah. I, I can't. Um, anyway, uh, through it all, Holmes traveled throughout the U.S. committing insurance scams with his accomplice, Benjamin Pitzel. So was his accomplice, uh, sorry, mm -hmm. sorry, sorry. Accomplice. Was his accomplice just for the insurance scams, or what, did he have, like, a murder accomplice? So, if I remember correctly, he will come into play down the road a little bit. Um, I think he was mainly insurance. Okay. Because, um, <clears throat> like, he was... everything else, I, I don't think Holmes let him in on everything. Because I was going to say, like, he was very, very careful about building the murder castle that, yeah. like, I... I'm pretty sure he's just, just insurance scams. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. So, the Chicago World Fair, right? Yes. Something to think about. The way that he was getting people to come, right, is because in the time he was a bachelor, yes. So, I mean, he's putting the ads out for a wife. He's got this hotel. He's a... Paige? <laughs> You said you were gonna scream. <laughs> <laughs> but he went the other way that time. Maybe he's just driving around. Oh, for the <laughs> sake of driving around yeah. in circles. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're gonna finish this and then get murdered, guys. Um. <laughs> this is my last episode. <laughs> we'll be dead. The Chicago World's Fair. Yeah. Yes, right. Uh, so during that, right, he uh, he was able to be, like, a trusting face because, I mean, he was a doctor working at the he pharmacy. He owned the pharmacy. And the hotel across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he was able to convince all of these people, and that's why we don't know how many people actually died because you know to keep it up like people were able to leave right there's people who got to who stayed in the murder castle and survived and, and survived which they is walked out. like terrifying but that's because like he to to not get caught he made sure that he didn't kill every you, yeah you can't kill person. everyone that's suspicious and then to that the reason he was able to kill so many people Potentially, people are coming from all over mm -hmm. to Chicago. With they don't have cell phones. Mm -hmm. The only way to contact anybody is uh, actually I don't know when phones were invented. Well, did they have like Telegram? I don't know. Machine. Either uh, way, it was hard and things, not instant. Not instant. Like so, like if you were sending like a letter, like that would obviously take a while. But then also, like if you're using like a Telegram machine or something, like not a hundred percent reliable and probably cost money mm -hmm. so yeah and in general when people don't belong in a city it's easier for them to disappear right because nobody in that city is looking for them so then time time is of the essence when it comes to situations like this because so quickly evidence can be gone right but at the same time we say that in cases currently are being solved decades after they've happened mm -hmm. um, because new information is able to, to come up but you know anyway so just something to point out is like he had so many people that he had access to because they were they were just traveling they people were basically like coming to him yes in it like not to like not putting any blame on that but like they they're coming they're falling right into the trap yeah. that he said was like, okay, well, like a whole bunch of people are about to be here far away from home with a very difficult time to like contact home or have people contact them to make sure they're okay. So, and he was one of the first, right? Yeah. So like 
there wasn't even a precedent set. Yeah, of people didn't be careful. Yeah, be weird. Be careful, you might get murdered. Yeah. So, I just wanted to say that. Um. So Benjamin Patel. Um. Yes. Their lovely plan was to fake his death. So, after the World's Fair, economy was not as booming as it was when there was so many people there, which makes sense. Right. Um, so then he decided to abandon his castle and focus on his insurance scams, um, which is also kind of, like, concerning that he was able to just, like, leave his castle yeah. behind. Yeah. Um, but it he did continue to do... Uh, to commit random murders along the way. This is Crime Museum. Uh, during this time, Holmes stole horses from Texas, shipped them to St. Louis, and sold them, making a fortune. He was arrested for his swindle and sent to jail. Okay. Um, while in jail, he concocted a new insurance scam with his cellmate, uh, Marion Hedgepeth. Holmes said he would take out an insurance policy for $10,000 to fake his own death, and then provide Hedgepeth with 500 in exchange for a lawyer who could help him if any problems arose. Uh, once Holmes was released from jail, he on bail, he tempted his plan. However, the insurance company was suspicious and did not pay him. Holmes then decided to attempt a similar plan in Philadelphia. This time he would have Pitzel fake his own death. However, during this scam, Holmes... <laughs> Sorry, this is kind of funny. In a not funny way? No, it's funny. Uh, during this scam, Holmes actually killed Pizzell and collected the money for himself. <laughs> he said, uh, hey, dude, I've got a great idea. Let's fake your own death, mm -hmm. and then I'll collect the money. But just tell you I'm a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, oh, the other thing that's, like, frustrating about, I mean, like, all murder cases like he was in jail like he was caught yeah just not for the crime and like you gotta be thinking like i, I feel like that must always be like in the back of his mind or like anyone's mind like oh like i'm caught like is this the time that like do they know and just constantly like having to worry about that murder See, seems that exhausting. or imagine the like you don't even know what i've done yeah, or like, like, oh, you just got me on, like, insurance scams. Imagine okay. the, the getting out on bail. And he's yeah. like, goodbye. But joke's on him, because guess what? <clears throat> In 1894, Marion Hedgepeth, who was angry that he did not receive any money in the initial scam, told police about the scam <laughs> Holmes had planned. The police tracked Holmes down, finally catching up to him in Boston, where they arrested him and held him on an outstanding warrant for the Texas horse swindle. <laughs> At the time of his arrest, Holmes appeared as if he was prepared to flee the country, and police became suspicious of him. Chicago police investigated Holmes' castle, where they discovered his strange and efficient methods for committing treacherous murders. Many of the bodies they located were badly dismembered and decomposed, that it was hard for them to determine exactly how many bodies there really were. Mm. Um, one more thing I would like to interject. Mm -hmm. This is also why you should not have a partner in committing crimes. Because, yeah. like... Just how you get caught, man. Yeah. And if you have a partner, like, make sure they get whatever they're trying to get. Because, like, if this hedgepath person got their money or yeah. whatever happened, like, this would have been fine. I mean, I'm glad that he didn't because... Right. No. <laughs> but, yes, yeah. but but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're, like, a murderer, don't have a partner. Yeah. So, police investigation spread through Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. While conducting their investigation in Toronto, police discovered the bodies of Pizzell, of the Pizzell children oh. who had gone missing during Holmes' insurance fraud spree. Linking Holmes to their murders, police arrested him, and he was convicted of their murders. He also confessed to 28 other murders. However, through investigation and missing persons report, it is believed that Holmes is responsible for up to 200 murders. May 7th of 1896, 
did I see? I don't know what I said. Uh, one of America's first serial killers, H.H. H. Holmes, was hanged. The castle was remodeled as an attraction and named the Holmes Horror Castle. However... Way to profit off a serial killer. I know. I totally would have gone. And walked past. I don't know if I could go inside. I think I would probably plan to, but I don't think I could. I don't know if I could. Be like, oh, so many people died here. Yeah. But, like, I've been in the Eastern State Penitentiary, so. Yeah. Um. However, it burned down shortly before it opened, so. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. I've got a quote here. Yeah? I From was, who? I think H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, okay. Um, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. Well, okay. Can't blame the devil for everything. This is probably a thing, and I just never heard it till I was watching a GTA video. Mm -hmm. But the dude's like, well, you know, the devil's best trick was making everybody believe he doesn't exist. And I was like, tea. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, anyway, so, yeah, that was basically everything about H.H. H. Holmes. Um, one thing that I did not find in here that maybe I can see if I can quickly pull up um, was all the theories of him being uh, Jack the Ripper. Mm. Um, personally, I don't subscribe to that belief. Just because I'm like, he he bounced around a lot in the U.S. And based off of like this and all the information I have, it seems pretty like dated as to when all of that. But let me see if I can find anything. Historicmysteries.com? That sounds legit. <laughs> okay. It's got an H. Was H.H. H. Holmes Jack the Ripper? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of this being the Victorian era. Um, I'm just going to read this word for word. I'm quoting this website that will also be linked below. What is it? Just Historicmysteries.com. Okay. Uh, in the late Victorian era, two prolific serial killers were in operation on either side of the Atlantic. At first glance, these murders were very different people. But were they? America's first serial killer was H.H. H. Holmes, who confessed to 27 murders and hanged in 1896. Jack the Ripper became history's most infamous and brazen killer after he butchered five women in London in 1888. He had, his identity remains a mystery. However, it is possible that H.H. H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper were the same person. Oh, sorry. That was a question. Um... <laughs> Uh, the great-great-grandson of H.H. H. Holmes, attorney Jeff Mudgett, believes so. Jeff Mudgett's theory. Uh, Jeff Mudgett wrote a memoir in 2011, Bloodstains, the cons the, that connects Jack the Ripper and H.H. H. Holmes. Mudgett says that some time ago he inherited a pair of diaries from his grandfather. Apparently the di diaries had come from Mudgett's great-great-grandfather, Herman Webster Mudgett, aka H.H. Holmes, handwriting analysis has confirmed that these were diaries were written by Holmes. According to at least one of the diaries, he wrote that he was in London in the height of the Ripper killings. However, he was not alone. An acquaintance was apparently along for training sessions. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as one theory goes, this apprentice was tasked with finding random prostitutes and murdering them with excessive brutality. Nobody knows exactly why, but a theory is proposed later. I feel like, sorry, before Go I ahead. continue, like, I don't know if this is going to get into it more, but I feel like that H.H. H. Holmes would not have, like, an apprentice. Like, I, I don't think he would be teaching someone because of the fact that, like, his, um accomplice later like one he killed him yeah two like he was not part of the murder stuff like he was more like so i just i feel like that he's too much of an independent person to like 
have this and, and be yeah. making him do all these killings. Like, yeah. That's my initial thought. Okay, so continue. So maybe the theory would be that, like, maybe he wasn't traveling alone, but maybe he was murdering alone, and he was, like, having his apprentice scam insurance insurance scams i don't know i don't know um the history channel's 2017 american ripper tv series discussed mudget's suggestions that hh holmes is jack the ripper uh this was the essence of just most entire debate the popular image of jack is that he prowled the streets of the east end with a knife in his hand ready at a moment's notice whereas Holmes was much more methodical and cunning. He worked mostly behind closed doors. However, as we look a little deeper into both, certain similarities surface. Holmes had medical training in dissection and organ removal. He probably could take out organs in seconds, even in the dark. Some investigators think the Ripper had even a modest medical knowledge. Uh, Mary Kelly, often considered the final canonical Ripper victim, was murdered indoors. Could this have been Holmes testing out assorted methods of murder, or perhaps it was practiced before the opening of the murder castle? I think, if I've learned anything from crime podcasts and shows, like, someone's M.O. is like the one thing that will un- be unlikely to change that much and so like I feel like Holmes is more of um, like methodical thinking it out hands off in a way where like you- uh, he's very very like like using the um, like gas mm-hmm. is it like not literally like slicing someone whereas like it seems like Jack the Ripper is more physical yeah i it seems like to me that holmes is way more um like basically doing experiments Mm -hmm. you know and and i feel like the whole murder castle kind of has like a whole experiment type feel to it um but let me yeah sorry read a little bit more Holmes was a master of premeditated murder and sometimes spent many months scheming and planning his crimes. And we do have a photo here. Just looks like a street corner building. Which makes sense because... Mm-hmm. I mean, if it said Myrtle Castle and flashing lights, I... <laughs> you know, people probably stay there. Jack the Ripper also planned his crimes carefully. Contrary to popular belief, <clears throat> though not to the extent of Holmes. Uh, London's police officers walked a very strict beat and had to be at a certain point at a certain time each shift. Jack seemed to know exactly when and where to strike when the officer was nowhere near. Then he had to find, subdue, and mutilate his victims quickly. Contrary to Holmes, um, Jack could not have killed for insurance money as his poor victims probably had none. Additionally, he left most of his corpse in the street. Therefore, he couldn't sell. He wasn't selling cadavers or skeletons. Jack's motives appeared to be deep-seated hatred of women. However, he may have been trying to cover up a different motive. In August of 1888, Jack the Ripper killed his victim. Uh, killed his first victim, local prostitute Mary Ann Nichols. He sliced open her torso dismembered her though he did not remove any organs his second victim and annie chapman was missing part of her uterus and bladder after he murdered her on hanbury street with the fourth victim catherine and edows edows he removed a kidney and her uterus a possible motive for jack the ripper Coroner Wayne Baxter, who examined Chapman, stated that the organs were the motive for murders. Supposedly, the coroner was a, the coroner was aware that Amer- an American was in town, and that he had asked to purchase uteruses at the hefty price of twenty pounds each. 
Based on this theory, the mutilation and butchery of the victims were simply a smokescreen to hide the fact Jack wanted organs. In other words, the American may not have purchased the organs had he known they came from innocent victims. Do the crimes of Holmes and Jack overlap? Interestingly, Holmes regularly left a constant paper trail of financial transactions, uh, promissory notes, legal problems, and lawsuits in the United States. Oddly, his trail falls silent after July 88 and until 89. Therefore, it may not be coincidence that Jack the Ripper committed his, committed his killings in a short span of time from August to November of 88. Jack the Ripper disappeared suddenly after he took his last victim, not too long after the horrific murder of Mary Kelly. A ship's log revealed that someone called H. Holmes left England for America. Regardless of whether or not H. H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper, for a few months in late 88, Jeff Mudgett brought Another startling possibility to light, DNA tests indicate that Mudgett is an eighth cousin of Meghan Markle. A popular theory among ripperologists is that Jack was actually Queen Victoria's personal doctor. If Jeff, Jeff Mudgett is correct in his assertion, then perhaps the current royal family is now official part of Jack the Ripper legend. At the end of Holmes' life, uh, he... As he sat in his cell, he reflected on his deeds. He confessed that he had led a depraved existence. Through he, Although he confessed to 27 murders, many historians think the number was far greater, perhaps even in the hundreds. If H.H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper, so heinous was the nature of the White Chapel, White, White Chapel crimes that he was never able to admit to them even in the face of certain execution. Wow. I feel like we're, we're starting to get uh, in, in, a little deep in the conspiracy theories. Listen, I think, right, like, I think that's a solid point. Like, like that t time frame it is, alone. It, that's very intriguing. And... It also puts ease of mind a little bit that there is one less, like, murderer. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem right. Could they have interacted? Absolutely. Quite possibly. Could Holmes's apprentice Ben Jack the Ripper? I'd believe it. I, but yeah, I don't... I don't think... I think the differences that exist are significant enough in my mind. I, I do like the theory of the royal family. I think that's interesting. Um, because of the whole idea of, like, all of a sudden it just stops, and then you can't track it down, so then it's like, oh, well, maybe the royal family just, like, covered oh, it covered up. up. I don't know. Um, but, no, I personally... I don't think that H.H. Holmes is Jack the Ripper. Um, he's just so methodical. Maybe he was the American who, for some reason, needed uterai. Is that the plural? I don't know. Uteruses? Anyway. Um, but Jack the Ripper just seems like maybe he was like a medical student, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it is weird, and, and maybe we do an episode where we deep dive into Jack the Ripper. Maybe. Um, but I feel like he just, more, more just like, in the moment, sort of like, I don't want to use the word wrong, but like, going on a bender, but like, just... The murder version of a bender. Yeah, it, and that's what I was saying. Like, I, I just feel like there was less planning and strategy behind. Like, I mean, he didn't build a murder cat murder castle, mm -hmm. and like that is an incredible amount of um, planning. 
I feel as though there would probably, and maybe we just haven't seen the records, but I feel like there would have to have been a rise in insurance frauds happening in England. In England, yeah, probably. Um, just seems like that's like his main constant. And that's it. We don't really know much about his random murders that he was doing across the way. Right. But f- from what I'm like, like he, it all seems very connected and Jack the Ripper seems very disconnected from anything else. The similarities is just infamous serial killers at the same exact time. And when one stopped, the other this... started, which it like that, that's very interesting. Yeah. But also like sort of the people is similar in a sense of like women that are that aren't going to be realized yeah. when they're missing but that's just because those like like Holmes had people come to him right or it it was very much ease whatever is easiest for him yes yeah you're my life's easier with you dead you're gone yeah you're yeah. out of it so stuff like that whereas Jack the Ripper just kind of creepy night guy, you know? Yeah. So. Um, anyway, on that note, uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, what maybe are that's Maybe we'll have our poll be, do you think H.H. H. Holmes is and, Jack the Okay, Ripper? yeah, so make sure, if you are listening on Spotify, below the episode, mm-hmm. there's a spot. And it'll say, poll. And then we'll have the question, and then you vote. Um, sometimes we also have questions there. We don't mm-hmm. always say that we do, but just check there to see, because we like to interact with you. Yeah. But anyways, yes, that was our episode. We have some more ideas of similar type episodes coming mm-hmm. down the line, so if there's anything in particular you want us to cover, let us know. Yeah, any any infamous serial killers that we should deep dive, or... Not even serial killers. I mean, anything, but... Yeah. Like, um, if you want us to cover, like, the mailbox uh, bombs or the, mm-hmm. the the Tylenol killings or whatever the heck it was. I don't know. Yeah. Stuff like, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. You can send us your ideas uh, through Instagram or Facebook, but you can DM us on Instagram at the True Sleuths. You can also send us an email. It's the truth sleuths pod at gmail.com. Um, and you should check out our YouTube and our Facebook. We've been more active on those lately. Uh, both of those are just simply the truth sleuths. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, you'll, you'll hear, hear us, us next week. week. Bye. <laughs>